What's funny about that is he, he was our producer on the first one. Not a people, not a lot of people know that. Really? Um, yeah, he was a producer, and I think that's also why he was pushing it too, because you know it's his money as well. But. Uh... you guys this is the part of the show here on latinos out loud where we interview someone amazing i say it all the time but that's because i mean it all right or your money back although this podcast is free um i'm so excited to introduce this guest on latinos out loud uh because the movie came out this weekend we're so excited we're gonna talk to jovan armand from the movie shazam yes give it up if you're driving in your cars if you're pushing a Kia or a vacuum, stop both <laughs> things right now and put your hands together for this talented actor. Hi, Jovan. Welcome to LOL. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, that's, that's probably the greatest introduction I've had in all these interviews. So, thank Okay, you. that's I, good. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ramon. Great tell, to bring the juice. The, thank you. It's not the first time we've heard this. I am here okay. on demand. If you need to take me, we were talking behind the scenes a little. If you need to take me in like, you know, in your maleta somewhere for a junket, I can introduce you this way every time. And the energy <laughs> is guaranteed. Well, you deserve it, boo-boo. You've been putting in the work, okay? You deserve that and more. I asked for trumpets, but we don't have the budget. So, <laughs> that's in that's in post-production. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. We can afford post-production trumpets yes. via sound bite but not the brass instrument. Congratulations. Shazam. Shazam. It came out over the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yo, how do you feel? Yeah, yeah. I mean, go ahead. I'm all this exciting. Yeah, yeah. tell me. I mean, it's been a while since this movie was was ready. Like, I know that this movie was supposed to come out last year. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you guys were doing the the, the press tours for it. And then it was like a big push, like, oh, it's coming in the fall. And then they pushed it back a little bit more. I know there's been like this craziness going on with DC right now. But these are actually, this was, I was actually very excited for this movie because I really did enjoy the first one, you know? And, um, but yeah, I mean, man, tell me about your experience overall with being involved in the Shazam film with so many talented actors, you know? Like how many, uh, I don't know, like, I know that you um, you played Super Pedro. You were Pedro, right? Mainly Pedro's uh, character. The younger version, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I played I played the little Pedro Peña, is what I call him. You know, <laughs> Pedro Peña. I love it. Latino surnames in a DC film. Just gonna clap it up real quick for that. <laughs> but yeah, no, bro. Like I want to say, man. You, like my wife and I went to see the film two days ago. And you really were like, you caught like, I think you caught like the heart and soul. Yeah, like you had like this very heartfelt moment in the film that I think that even my wife were like, we're like, oh, that was great. You know what I mean? It was a very heartfelt moment. In my experience going to the movie theaters, yeah, I believe it's it's a battle between me and her, like in terms of like, uh, what's the loudest roar in the audience? It's always been like, my specific scene that that I'm thinking that you're talking about, and then um, hers as well. With, with it's the just the biggest awe moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aww. You know, it, it, in Shazam one, she definitely had that awe moment. Oh, yeah. But you know, what I'm saying it's in this one, 
You took it. <laughs> Definitely, you took you took it. Um, Appreciate that. Let me ask. Can you we question. talk about that moment? Oh, can we can we elaborate um, on that moment? And no spoilers, but like I, mean, I want to uh, hear. About it's kind of it's kind of hard to address without getting into spoilers, but. I mean, at this point, I guess we could we could ask the audience to to pause it. If you uh if you haven't uh, watched it, go watch it and then come back. You know, basically the stakes are really high. We're being chased by a, a dragon um, that's been summoned by Lucy Loon, uh, also known as Calypso, and she's kind of chasing us. Uh, a couple of us, I, I believe, or no, just just me at this point has lost uh, the power of Shazam. And I'm kind of running uh, into the room with these superheroes. And, you know, from the parents' point of view, Victor and Rosa, they're like, what the heck, who are these people? Because, you know, they're not necessarily in the know quite yet. Um, and once we get into the room, uh, I believe it's Billy or Shazam that it goes ahead and says, guys, guys, you got to tell them the truth. And at this point, it was a little bit of like, uh, I think everyone already kind of knew what their truths were. But Pedro Pena has been kind of holding on to his own personal truth that he's like, you know what? This is the moment. <laughs> and, um, you know, everyone else says, we're superheroes. And Pedro Pena's like, well, I'm gay. <laughs> and that's kind of like, you know, the, the transition for this character. And he's kind of um, evolving into that and flourishing into that. And it's a beautiful thing. You know, I, I didn't mind it when I read it. And I felt like, why not, you know? Um, I, I saw it too as a, as a personal challenge to see how I can uh, add to the LGBTQIA plus community, um, portraying it as a straight male while also doing the, the right research on the terminology and all these things. And, and, um, and you know, I, I, what I've seen in, in the past is, is always like a flamboyant character. Why can't it just be somebody that's super chill and just so happens to be gay? You know, word, that's that's word. the way I, that I wanted to kind of uh, give off the character's vibe and stuff for for this story. So, yeah, like uh, I, it was done in such an endearing way too, because the way everyone responded to him, the whole yeah. family, including Shazam, goes, "We know," and that was, and they kept moving. It was like it was just such a, and I was like, and it hit home for me because my son came out to me when he was like thirteen. You know, mm -hmm. and he and it was very much in a very genuine, enduring way where he didn't feel like he was being um, like judged he was or like, expo you know. judged or exposed. He just kind of yeah. told me while we're walking to school and I'm like, ah, I know, but it's OK. <laughs> you guys, I just want to say how momentous that is in film <laughs> in 2023. Jovan, I feel and look, I'm not one of the writers of this film, but I feel that and not to tie into your recording and your music, but it's heavy. It's a heavy topic. We'll talk about your music in a sec. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a heavy topic. And you were given that responsibility. Can we dial back to that moment on set? Did you feel that moment is a relatable mm. moment you it related to Ramon and there's probably millions of others that you're going to touch did you know how heavy that moment would be you know back when you received the pdf um well when, when I first got the script I went ahead and read through everything and then I saw that line and I was like well this is kind of um you know what I was thinking they were going to do and it makes sense just simply because, you know, it's hinted at in the first film. Uh, they, they leave the, we'll call it a wing split, a wing spot for now. And, uh, and yeah, so, so when he leaves that area, he kind of says, 
you know, kind of vaguely just like, hmm, not my thing. Like he's not into that. Um, and some people were speculating, is it because he's not into, you know, objectifying women? Is it because uh, he doesn't like women in general? And, you know, it was kind of up in the air. There was no real, like, you know, on the nail type of answer. So with this, I feel like it kind of gave the fans the answer that they were looking for in a more like, you know, <clears throat> upfront or like, how do you say, like in your face, I guess, you know, way of saying it. And, you know, I personally, I... I didn't know all too much. I just knew a little bit of, of um, you know, what goes on and what people go through in the LGBTQIA plus community. Some of my friends over the years have uh, started to come out uh, publicly and stuff and, and you know, announcing their boyfriends and stuff, stuff like that. Um, and, you know, I, I see them no differently. They're still my friends. We still talk. We still text. Uh, we still follow each other. So it's like, you know, it's they're just normal human beings that need to also have their own stories as well as, um, you know, different walks in, in, in the same community and stuff. So um, I saw it personally as like, you know, why not add it to my catalog of things that I'm able to do uh, and stuff like that. Yes. And just, I also, like I said earlier, I just, I wanted to provide something different because, you know, we've seen so many people that are like uh, portraying it as <clears throat> very flamboyant and not necessarily like masculine or or just like normal like you don't have to be over the top you could still be gay and just be subtle you know what i mean so that's that's kind of um the route i took once i found this information and i was just kind of mapping it out um and then of course i had to uh do my research on the verbiage because i don't want to say anything like uh stupid or offensive you know <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh yeah you did the i truly did enjoy the film as a dc fan and you know uh, and it, it really isn't fair how things went down with The Rock because he really could have been in this movie and a movie and he missed out. He definitely missed out working with you guys. Definitely. What's funny about that, he, he was our producer on the first one. A lot of people, not a lot of people know that. Really? Um, yeah. He was a producer. And I think that's also why he was pushing it, too, because, you know, it's his money as well. But uh, um, there, I mean, there, there was also talks of him playing Shazam back in the day, and, and that didn't go through. And then he played Black Adam, and I think, uh, you know, I, th I think, it, I think it just it wasn't something that he wanted to do is is play Black Adam and then go against Shazam. I think he wanted to go anti-hero route. And I mean, I thought that's what they were gonna do, but but I mean, so much changes as you know in this industry and stuff. And the writer, you know, he shared to me stuff about like us having different realms and stuff because um you know since the first film there's been more comics kind of giving us a little bit more stuff to play with for like movies and stuff and one of those was that uh the room of doors we each had our own realm that we would rule so pedro peña has his own uh, world that he rules over and protects darla dudley has her world uh mary brownfield freddie freeman you know so everybody's and Eugene Choi, like they all have their own worlds and their specific power that is, um, I guess, boosted in their like Shazam uh, versions is what they need to keep that realm safe. And it's like, why are they the ruler of that realm? So, I mean, I thought they were going to do that route, but who knows? Um, uh, if anything, the comics are pretty cool. So, <laughs> Yo, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, um... Jeff Johns, Jeff Johns, yeah, he he really did expand that universe, and uh, you know, definitely, uh, I'm curious if James Gunn will, you know, carry on that legacy because it seems like he likes the Shazam movies, 
And, you know, I know that David Sandberg is like, he just tweeted today. He's like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I broke my heart. I was like, <sighs> yo, yo, I love Sandberg, man. I, well, first off, I'm a big fan of Lights Out, his first short film that became a feature film. And like, I love his YouTube stuff because the guy just, he's like a filmmaker. Like, he's like a true heart, you know, filmmaker geek that just makes stuff and just talks about it on YouTube all the time. And it's a, it's a shame for him to go because he did have that, he had that, he had that sauce, you know what I mean? That sauce. So um, I think, you know, I think that, you know, I think that you guys did a great job in this film. And I think this film definitely deserves more attention than it's getting right now, but I enjoyed it. I really did. I appreciate that. Uh, Yeah. Me and my mom were like, we were hoping that hopefully he picks up the helm and wants to direct it. That'd be pretty sick. Oh, that'd be great. Working with James Gunn. You're kidding me? Come on, man. (laughs) Yeah. Which we'll think it. I mean, we see how well he does with Guardians of the Galaxy. That's like pretty equivalent, like size cast. So yeah, I think he could do it. Uh, Yeah. So like, talk to me about Doug. That that was my first um, short film. I believe that I was the lead in. I've been in other short films or like student films and and smaller stuff. That's just kind of, you know, co-star or or like, um, excuse me. Uh, supporting roles and stuff never really like the face of the of the film uh but for that one I was we filmed most of it yeah we filmed it all in Miami I uh, just stayed with family out there because I have uh, cousins and stuff and aunties and uh it was I mean it was a blast and the people received it well it was a relatable story and this specific director and writer um husband and wife they they were super easy to work with and and I mean there's a scene in there that's actually in my reel where you can see that I'm like very emotional and stuff and like crying because I just left uh, the school upset because somebody stole my bike and was like bullying me or whatever. And, um, <clears throat> you know, the director felt the real uh, emotions that I drew from, from like, you know, personal experience and stuff. And he, he ran up to me right after the yelled cut and just like hugged me and embraced me and was like, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable. And um, I, I, I just, I, lo- I love you. And I was like, oh, wow, thank you. I appreciate that. Just trying to do the best for this film. And honestly, projects like that are are some of the best projects to work on because you just, you feel so much more like proud of the work and stuff because, you know, it's, it is hands, hands-on a lot of the time. And, uh, you know, the script is ever changing. You're, you're, uh, you're a little more free to give input on, on the lines and stuff and, and directions for things. Um, that went on to be nominated. And I think possibly I'd have to go check, but I'm pretty sure it won an Amon Award. Uh, and it was yeah. uh, nominated for a couple other different uh, festivals and stuff. But we had a good run with that one. I also did another one, Drowning. That one you might be able to see. I think the website's still up. Um, okay, I'll check it out. <clears throat> Definitely, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a similar tone, but this one's more artistic. It's uh, uh, from Ryan Velasquez, who... Went to school uh, at the academy uh, school thing, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I mean that that was pretty fun too. I got to work with Rob Rako before he blew up and became too famous, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, this is nothing new for you. Just to mention some of your other credits, you talented Latino, you. I mean, we're talking Hawaii Five O, Parenthood, Shameless, Children's Hospital, Nickelodeon. Like your credits go on and on. And you've been doing this only for what, 10 years? How long you've been acting professionally for at this point? So I started when I was eight years old. I'm 22 now. Uh, So I'd say more like, uh, I think 16, 17, maybe years. 
Uh, so, I mean, it's been a long grind. I started from the bottom, you know, I, I really worked my way up um, from doing to like uh, extra work, background work to um, no name with like one line and stuff like that, then guest star, co-star, and then, um, you know, now supporting supporting leads and stuff. And that's, you know, that's just the grind. And that's, that's what I'm on right now is, is the grind. I, I always uh, love doing movies, but I, I, I kind of uh, became known from doing uh, like short, like uh, not shorts uh, from TV shows. So Bell and the Bulldogs is probably my first big break. Then it went on to be the middle. And then from there, probably Shazam and then Snowfall. This is so exciting. Ramon, he's also representing El Salvador y Mexico. Oh, nice, I love nice. When we, I love when we can represent like different flags on this show, right? Right now we're representing a ton of different flags right here, right now. I would love to know about being Latino, maneuvering through this industry. Does it work for you, against you? Do you tuck it away? Where we at? you know, steering, stealing the Caucasian roles. <laughs> and then it uh, kind of neglects me in, in the Spanish <laughs> and stuff like that. So it, it's kind of a balance, but, um, you know, I'm definitely trying to break into the Latino market. I'm, I've been doing all kinds of auditions, um, working on my Spanish whenever I can, because, you know, I, I understand it a lot better than I can speak it. Like I, I grew up uh, with a grandmother that would speak to me in Spanish uh, and I would talk to her in English. That was kind of our relationship. Um, so, so I have a very good understanding of, of Spanish. Every time that somebody speaks to me, I can pretty much pick up what, what they're saying and I'll respond to the best of my knowledge and then just switch it over. It's kind of Spanglish, you know? Um, exactly. but, but yeah, so I'd say we still have a long way to go, but there's definitely a lot of opportunities right now. And, and, uh, you know, with, with this movie, I feel like that's another important topic is we have a Mexican American actor, we have an African American actress, and we have an Asian American actor, and and ooh, ooh. that needs to be pushed, you know, because people yeah. of color, we are, you know, we are the people that you see around when you're walking around. So, yeah, you know? and it's also like you're not the only, and 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 I I love that we're transcending from being just the Latino character in a film, the one Latino character. He was in the film as well as a very powerful Latina character. So it's just like, it's not just the token Latino anymore. It's like, we're just amongst these different characters. And I think yeah, what's not- great about Shazam is that there's just, there's just like a, there's just an abundance of different, uh, you know, um, you know, colors of people on that film. And I was just, I'm, that's why I'm a big fan of the film too. It's just cause it's so seamless. No one is being asked to play a certain archetype. This is a character that just happens to be Latino and that is a superhero. Same thing with Lucy Liu, same thing with, oh, you know, you know, and, and Rachel, it's like, they're all just characters that happen to be, you know, this, these ethnicities and they're, they're portraying them wonderfully. I think she's going to be Snow White next, in fact. Uh, so yeah, it's yeah. Just... I mean, she she hit the ground running for sure. She's she um uh, did West Side Story, then to go on to do Shazam, and then Snow White, and then Hunger Games. So I mean, the opportunities are there for sure, mm-hmm. and it's just about you know pushing yourself and perfecting your craft and and trying to get into those doors, you know. Oh yeah, and and a little Easter egg. Our Rachel was in West Side Story too, wasn't she? I was. <laughs> I was. I'm the only girl with a fan during the America scene. So there's, and back then I was more gordita. 
So you see, like, I was the girl that was like running from the phone booth with the fan in my hand, basically, hey, everybody, there's a dance scene happening in the middle of the block. Come on. And then I start running. <laughs> well, Ray, all right. So how many times did you do that, Rachel? Because this is probably why you're so skinny. Okay, exactly. It was hot. It was a hot summer day in New York City. I lost about nine pounds just playing background on West Side Story. And I'm very thankful because that set me on my way to my weight loss journey. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and, you know, just to be around so many Latinos, like I did that for so many reasons. One, because West Side Story is, I mean, the 1961 version and, you know, my favorite EGOT of all time, you know what I'm saying, Rita Moreno. Um, and also just to be among the presence and Spielberg and Ariana DeBose and all this stuff. Like the Latino liveliness is so fun when you're surrounded mm. by us on a set. You're like, yo, this is for when they say para la cultura. That's what this means, right? We're living yep. what we're seeing in everyday life to your earlier point. Okay, Jovan, Ramon, I don't know if you know this. Our guy right here is a rapper. He's also a recording I I, 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 artist. Yeah, yeah. But now you're talking my language right now. Ramon and I are from New York. We are hip hop heads. Okay. Now, wait, I think this is interesting because if I read correctly, you call your, your music something um, very specific. It's a mix between kids bop and modern rap. Is that correct? <laughs> Explain that to us, please. How does that collision happen? What does that mean? Oh, uh, well, that that's that's probably an outdated description, but um, that, <laughs> that was stuff is you know, more hardcore now, like <laughs> a little bit. But um, it still has the tastefulness that I that I kind of strive for at the beginning, because, you know, um, growing up like 16, 17 year old me, I was always seeing, uh, you know, rappers my age coming out and saying F words and, and all these other things. It's like it's not necessarily what we should be pushing and telling people to say. Or uh, and have that mindset because I, I firmly believe that whatever you spew out into the world is 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 your reality. You know what I mean? If you're saying all these things about you know baking soda and you know drugs, all that, and, and, and you don't know nothing about it, and, and you talking it, it's 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 not healthy. It's not good. It's it's negative, and that affects you no matter whether it's your lyrics or not. If you're saying it in the car, you're singing it, you're rapping it, whatever, it affects you. So I, my outlook has always been, <clears throat> how can I make uh, music that actually has meaning, story, and uh, possibly, you know, get the same effects that you would on a, on a record that is uh, super major, but has all this like negative topics. Like, you know, now it's, it's not even like uh, frowned upon to talk about the devil and, and shit. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't fuck with that. <laughs> you know, I, I like staying God's graces. Um, right. and not to not to make it all you know religious and shit, but um, so my music, I try not to do cuss words, but but obviously, you know, I'm 22, I want to cuss a little, um, <laughs> here and there. Well, I love that you're saying cuss, the fact that you're saying cuss means you're such a good boy, I can't take it. You're so you know, good. when someone says cuss like that, you actually know how many times you've cursed your whole life, <laughs> you have it like written down, <laughs> down yeah, yeah, and uh, and yeah, so it's just. Uh, it's a blend of a little bit more um, just lyricism and uh, like, I guess, rap in general, just like the, the pop rap, like the Drake's of the world and stuff. So so a blend of that, because I do like to get melodic um, and I also like to keep it uh, lyrical. You know, I, I listen to a lot of big pun and stuff like that. And that 
East Coast, yeah. baby. Like, like his wordplay is different. His his breath control is crazy. Um, and, and you know the little all he's like spitting, it's like crazy. Um, so I mean, I analyzed that one record, super lyrical with uh, Big Pun and Black Thought, I believe, and and that record is pretty dope. And you're not a killer. That one's pretty hard too. Like I'll be bumping that, and my mom's like, uh, Javon, you're gonna scare the people here. We're in Westwood or we're in Beverly Hills. I'm like, I don't care. It's too good. <laughs> Uh, they probably listen to it too they know yeah that's what i'm saying they probably listen to it too but um yeah so so i try to blend a little more um you know just tasteful lyricism with the fun stuff that people like you know what i mean um obviously people like to drink people like to party have a good time race cars all these things be flashy so i do blend that in now um but i try to dumb it dumb it down to a sense and just kind of uh meaningful ways you know because uh, I feel like a lot of old school rap, they didn't cuss as much, but when they did, it had more impact. You know, like, you feel it more. So mm. um, that's kind of what I strive to do with the music. And this new song, Heavy, like, uh, there's probably like three cuss words in the whole song, and it's still bang. So, yeah. That's what's okay. up. Yo, but so are you in the <laughs> studio? Where are you recording your music from? What's your process? A little bit of everywhere, you know? I, I kind of there's different stages of the music for me. Uh, what I like to do is I like to workshop lyrics at home whenever I can just set up like demos and send it over to my uh, music producer or music manager and kind of poke their brains, be like, how are we feeling about this? How are we feeling about that? And um, from there, we kind of narrow it down to like the, the best five, just like uh, estimate. And then from there, we move on to the studio process. You know, I like to write everything ahead of time so that I'm ready, even down to the ad-libs and the, the doubles, the lefts and rights and everything. Um, just because uh, I don't want, I don't like wasting time. I know some, some artists like to go in there for 12 hours, 24 hours, and it's just like, it is unnecessary. It's Give me four hours, I'll knock out two songs, you know? Give me uh, six hours, I'll knock out three. So it's just, that's, that's the process, and that's, what I, that's the way I like to do it. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, so I start off usually with like, uh, writing first to, to a track or to a beat. And sometimes I'll uh, write to just some random beat and then have them build a track around my lyrics. And, um, then we get to the demo stage and then from the demos, we get to the studio and from the studio, we get different mixes and mastering going. And then from there, it's a, a release. So this one is actually, I've been holding on to it since, uh, we were filming Shazam because. Uh, I started writing this towards the tail end of of uh, filming over there in Atlanta. And then you asked someone to make a beat around what you did versus, you know, some, someone just gives you a track and then you would rap on a track. You know what I mean? So, I mean, um, maybe this is, I don't know how many people do that, but that's, you know, that's, that's our, that, that fascinates me right there. Team rappers also like to go based off of kicks. So like, they'll just get a track with some kicks or some, some drums and they go, and then that's the cadence and they go into that. Mm. Wow. Every artist just has such a different approach, I guess. Um, okay, guys, I thought that we could take this time to play a little fun game. Okay. Wham, bam, shazam. And we're going to ask Jovan questions. And he's only got a few seconds to answer each question. Hello, Aleros. Every time we say Shazam this episode, you must do a shot of something. I don't care if it's tamarindo or the heavy stuff, Casamigos, whatever it is. 
Let's have fun with this episode. Are you ready, Ramon and Jovan, to play Wham Bam Shazam? Wait a minute, am I? Is he? Is, is this? Is it's this, just, is this it's just him. Okay, just all right. Him, but, okay, but I need your support. Ramon, okay, gotcha. I need your like support. Okay, like, okay. okay. Like if I okay. ask a bad question, tell me that was a bad question and let's okay. move on, okay? That's a bad so, question, go. Here we go. <laughs> I haven't even asked one yet, but thanks for the confidence. Okay. Okay, here we go. First question in this never been played game before on Latinos Out Loud called Wham Bam Shazam. Okay, so question, <laughs> question number one. Why do I crack myself up? No, that's not the question. That's not the question. Okay, <laughs> question number one. Who do you want to work with on a film? Go. Adam Sandler, he was so quick. Wait, follow-up question, why? Uh, it's the Sandman, you know? <laughs> he's just, he's so funny what he does. He has so many different characters. And I mean, I just love that he doesn't wait and sit around. He, he makes movies happen, he makes things happen. Great, you answered under the time limit. I haven't defined the time limit, but the time limit, but it felt like you did answer under the time limit. Okay, Ramon, can we move on to question number two? How do you feel? Yes, you go, fun? go, go, yes. Okay, question number two on Wham Bam Shazam! Okay, who are your inspirations? Go. Uh, Robert De Niro, uh, Nicolas Cage, uh, Tom Hanks, um, Seth Rogen, <laughs> uh, and I would say Jim Carrey, you know? He's just, he's, he's a ball of energy. Ramon, that's a good list. That's a great list. That's a phenomenal list. The game that's is like going close well. close to my list, but yeah, go for it. Go, all right. All right. Next question. Think, do you think the game is going well? Should There's we keep going? There's a couple people I had to boot off that list just because of circumstances, but. Too late, man. Oh! <laughs> oh, who got canceled? Who, who got, got canceled? canceled? <laughs> who got booted off your list? Go back. Follow up question. Uh, well, James Franco. Uh, what is that? It's kind of yeah. a touchy subject right now. Yeah. <laughs> Wham, bam, shazam. Okay, question number three. Bring the energy back up. Here we go. Uh, moving on. Last question in the game of wham, bam, shazam. Okay, Jovan, where will you be in 10 years from now? Go. Uh, hopefully just uh, in the, the next number one film in America, you know, or worldwide. That's, that's where I'd like to be. You know? Hopefully it happens before 10 years. Sooner than that. Hopefully, yeah, exactly. So hopefully in the next two years. <laughs> All right. Well, I thought that went well. The first time ever played game of Wham Bam Shazam. It was, it was great. It was intense. I think you answered the questions really I, wonderfully. I just want to see a clip of that on a loop. Just Wham Bam Shazam. Shazam! <laughs> okay, final question, because I know we got to wrap up. You've got things to do. Okay, Jovan. If I, I know you're young, you know, you're you're super young, you have so much ahead of you, but for a 22 year old, you've accomplished a hell of a lot. Like mm -hmm. we're so proud of you. So I guess my question is, now that you are where you are, if you could give some advice to young Jovan starting out, you know, eight to 10 years that you have for little, little chiquitito Jovancito, who's just starting, coming out the gates, knowing what you know now? Mm, I'd probably say just uh, listen, listen to your um, elders a lot more. Listen to your parents or parents, whatever circumstance. And, and yeah, just, just be a listener because that's the time you want to be observant and just learn 
because uh, at the end of the day, this is the foundation of who who you're going to be and stuff like that. And and watch who you hang around because you don't want to hang around some bums. You want to hang around some people that are going to elevate you and bring you positive outlooks on life. And, uh, you know, save money on the side. I don't care if it's five bucks, 10 bucks, you know, just save it on the side. You know, you got to you got to make investments in the future. So definitely save that money. You guys, one more time for Jovan Alman. Excuse me. Shazam Fury of the Gods is in theaters. For Christ's sake, go buy a ticket and support this film. OK, shout out part three, hopefully. Right. Hopefully. I mean, OK. Fingers crossed. Congratulations, Boo Boo. Keep doing your thing, representing for us. Thank you so much. Tell everybody where they can follow you if you want them to follow you. It's up to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Check me out on Instagram. It's Javon Armand Official. That's J O V A N A R M A N D. Official Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, um, whatever other social medias I got is uh, probably Javon Armand. <laughs> <laughs> so that's J O V A N A R M A N D. And uh, yeah, thank you for having me. My new song, Heavy, drops tomorrow, featuring the game. Yeah. Game, you ready? Yeah. Everything heavy. Hey. Pull up heavy. Pull up heavy. My pockets stay heavy. I stay heavy. Slide to the bank. Slide to the bank. Bank out heavy. My wrist game heavy. Yeah, that game heavy. Yeah, I wanna hit. She said, Jay, come through. That cool low heavy. I'ma come right, right through. It's been a minute, I'm back in the city. Rolling through weed, slow smoking that leaf. Every day now, got a new baddie. She rubbing my belly, she shaking that Chevy. I'm throwing that Fetty, she keeping it going. It's shooting confetti. My life is a movie, my end up on Getty. She calling me Bobby, but I'm not her daddy. Go for a ride, we hop on the jetty. She hop on my, she keeping it steady. It's center, I'm sticky like moving spaghetti. She can't get enough, and I'm giving her plans again.